what you really, really want. Hi, I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan. Welcome to Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. In these episodes, we connect with courageous women who are ready to share their healing journey stories. Forgiveness is all about connecting with our inner child, connecting with our heart, and realizing we can never go back and change the circumstances, but we can certainly gain a new perspective. Mindset is the crux of all that we do. It's a matter of the heart. Want to be a guest? Visit lisadrennan.com and sign up today. Would love for you to like rate and leave a comment on this episode. Be sure to share it with who you know will resonate the most with it. Want to learn more about aligning your thoughts with your heart? Subscribe to my website and connect for a free discovery call where we dive into divine heart alignment. Welcome to this week's episode of Forgiving the Girl Inside, A Matter of the Heart. I'm your hostess, Lisa Drennan, energetic mindset mentor, business strategist, and I have the beautiful Alexa Martin. She is coming all the way from Mexico with us to join. So here I am freezing in a sweater, and she's in this beautiful air conditioning room, enjoying the hot sun and summer-like weather. So jealous. <laughs> but Amanda Martin is a beautiful mindset and life coach. She helps high-achieving women feel confident and grounded in themselves. If you're ready to unleash your potential and really create a life that you love, you need to listen to Alexa as she shares her own personal healing journey of forgiving the girl inside. Thank you so much, Alexa, for joining us today. Thank I'm excited you. to hear what your life was like before you began your healing journey. And I want to know how you ended up in Mexico. Are you just on vacation or, or is that just, is that where you live? I've been here since August. I was here for a little bit at the start of the year, and then I went back to the U.S., and then I came back in, yeah, the end of the summer, and I've been here ever since, so it's now November, so it's been like two, three months. Wonderful. It must be nice just to be in that constant sun and warm weather and sun, and just so peaceful and beautiful. Totally, totally. You definitely do miss, like, the fall. I grew up in the Northeast, so... I love the fall and I definitely do miss parts of the fall. Yeah. But I'll send you a picture of the changing leaves. So, you know, you can see that <laughs> it's raining and raining and cold. I'm in uh, Rochester, New York, and it's, uh, it's calling for snow. I don't like that word. <laughs> we don't want to say it too loud because, you know, then it's going to come. Right. But uh, yeah. it's, it's like, it's like 32 degrees here or something. I don't even know. It's cold. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I want that. I want that warmer weather. I'm definitely a beach girl myself. So tell us what, um, what's your journey been like, you know, before you became a mindset coach, a life coach, um, what, what got you there? So I was introduced to kind of like the world of wellness almost by chance. I I wasn't like seeking um, help or seeking anything. My roommate just recommended to me to read this book. And 
I had never read a book my whole life. I hated reading, but I, for some reason, decided to read this book. And, you know, as they say, the rest is history. That one book became like 200 mindset books. And I just got super into eating differently and working out differently. And, you know, that's where it just kind of all began. And then I got introduced to these mindset coaches and I ended up working with them. And that changed my life in so many ways. And I just like, haven't really looked back since. And now it's just been years of putting in work on myself all because of that one, that one book. It's amazing how, you know, when your body needs something, when your mind needs something, it's going to absorb that because you, you know, you hit that, you know, I want to call it rock bottom, but you hit that and you get to the point where you're like so frustrated and so overwhelmed and you're like there's got to be something that's going to shift me so here you went from a non-reader to this avid reader you read over 200 books when you first thought about mindset what came to mind I like that I didn't even understand as a plan words <laughs> yeah 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 I didn't even notice until I'm like yeah mindset what came to mind <laughs> I think honestly I don't think I ever had a moment where someone was like mindset and I'm like oh what's this mindset thing it just kind of like I don't know it just like all came to me in this like flow it wasn't like this like oh I want to learn more about mindset it was just like every book I picked up learned something new and then through working with those mindset coaches I think I that's where I really got an understanding of you know what it was what it entails so really just through my own experience my own healing my own journey which I think is just like the most important thing that we can do, right? Like the best coaches have coaches and Mm -hmm. you're going to learn the most through your own journey and through doing work on yourself. So like as much as like podcasts and books and all those things are great, like actually working with someone and like putting in the work on yourself is where you're going to really learn a lot. Yeah. And that's the key, putting in the work yourself, because no one can get you to where you need to be unless you're willing to do that work and captivating our thoughts. I mean, as mindset coaches, mentors, you know, people like to use those words interchangeably. Some people don't like the word coach. Um, I have different, different feelings about different words, but the mindset, when we captivate our thoughts and really think about what we're thinking and why we're receiving the information, especially when we're dealing with outside influences you know, people will say things, especially this time of year, it seems like a little bit more active. Some people will blame it on full moon. Some people will blame it on change of seasons, you know, like the winds are blowing a certain way, but in reality, it's how we're receiving, how we're perceiving information. And I don't know if you found this similar in your journey, but when somebody says something to me, I have to stop and think, what are they saying? Is it true? Is it a fact or is it their opinion? And is it why, if it is bothering me, why does it bother me? So when you were thinking about when you were reading all these different books, first, I'm going to ask you, what was your favorite book? And would you recommend, what book would you recommend to the audience? Okay. The book it's called just how to do the work by her name is Nicole LaPera. I think I'm pronouncing her last name possibly incorrectly, Um, but it's just called how to do the work. Great book. Okay. I'm going to check it out. And I'll actually write that down so I can put it in the comments. How to do the work. Yeah. By Nicole. How to do the work. Okay. And what, when you were looking at that piece and examining your own heart, what was the block for you that you had to clear that you had to work through? 
was it self-sabotage, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, fear, shame, guilt? What did you need to forgive yourself for? (laughs) So I had to work through a lot of different things. One big thing for me was control. So I kind of like, if you think about like all the low vibes, I hang out in two of them, (laughs) control and victimization. And those come from different things in childhood, different moments of conditioning. They come from like, when I think about my parents, dad hangs out in control, mom hangs out in victimization. So like, you know, you can kind of put the pieces um, together. So I had to really work a lot on the both of those. And a lot on, (laughs) we'll just get deep together real quick in doing, you know, this mindset work, right? You start to look to your past and you start to kind of uncover memories that may have been suppressed for a really long time, which can be really scary because, right, our minds want to keep these memories stuffed down because it's to them, like it's not safe for us to remember them, to know what happened. And so in my journey at one point, I had this like memory come back of something that I had forgotten for like 12 years of a childhood sexual experience. Um, And that was like horrifying, horrifying to remember that. And I remember there was like a few months from like the moment that I remembered it until like I told anyone. And like, I just like was, this is, I was like, I'm taking this one to the grave. I'm not telling anyone like this is no one, just me in the grave. There's no way I could ever tell anyone this. And I had this moment where I went to dinner with my partner and I just started like uncontrollably sobbing. And I was like, I need to tell you this. Like, I don't know how I'm so scared. I'm scared that you won't love me, but like, I have to tell you because like, I'm just losing my mind. And, you know, then I told him, then I worked one-on-one with someone and like, you know, told them. And like, you know, since then it's not like I would go around telling everyone, but yeah, I mean, like that was a, I really had to work through that. And there's a lot of like shame and just like forgiving yourself and a lot of work with that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate that. And it's in in my audience, there's a lot of ladies who have experienced that. I, I was sexually molested from the ages of three to about seven. And um, I knew my, I knew the person, um, they were a family member, so I wasn't afraid of them or anything. And when I processed, it was the first thing I processed in my healing journey, uh, years of therapy that started at 18, but I could see where, like when I was growing up, I turned to unhealthy coping mechanisms and, you know, I have a a truth post going um, how I, my first beer, I drank at five years old because, you know, it was cool. And why not? I was experiencing things that five-year-olds don't experience, but at that age, I didn't know it. But when I processed it as an adult and looked back, it was scary. It was just like, well, wait a minute. And then like you, I have three adult children now, but I think of them when they were five years old and I'd be like livid if like, and my mom didn't know my parents were divorced. So the dysfunction that sets in and then you start to see other families and how things are supposed to be. And like you said, if you tell your significant other, it's like, Oh, you're not going to, what will you think of me? Like, and somehow like playing that victim role, like it wasn't our fault. We had no control over it. And if you think of a mind as a, you know, a, a child's mind, they're so 
you know, they trust so openly mm-hmm. and it's really, and the, even though if they sense something, like I know we're all born with intuition and we get uncomfortable, but the things that people can say to a child to keep them in fear, to keep them in shame and guilt, if they don't tell. So it's so powerful to speak those words out. And um, I'm glad you didn't bring it to your grave because it's probably why you needed to read that mindset book that first yeah. time around, you know, those suppressed memories really do manifest themselves physically. Um, and in other ways, I know for me, it was anger. I was so very angry. And then I, you know, made choices that were very unhealthy. So I kept doing things to not be able to forgive myself. And it's just like, so you go through this life of, I'm never going to forgive myself because I don't deserve it. I deserve perpetual punishment. I was no good. I could have, you know, in that victim mode, that triangle, there's that rescuer, the um, perpetrator, and then the victim. And, you know, our goal is not to be part of that victim triangle and and to be victorious. So when you um, realize that and you shared, and then you said you went for counseling, so you did all the things you did to heal, how long did it take you to heal and understand that it wasn't your fault and that you could forgive yourself? I think about that particular moment just um like a few months probably um I did like a lot of work of just like you know visualizing myself as that like child and thinking about you know what she knew what she didn't know at the time like really just like bringing yourself back with a lot of compassion writing letters to that version of yourself letters to the world things like that so I think that after once I like you know, gave voice to it and told others and then started to do that sort of work, it became a lot easier. And I think that honestly, once you give voice to something, it becomes a lot easier to heal. But it's when you try to keep it to yourself and keep it this like secret, when it's really hard, and it just eats you alive. So I think about like, other other thoughts, things that have crossed my mind that like, you know, I'm not proud of. And I'm like, stuff it down, stuff it down, like shame it away, get rid of that. You know, like we can't think that way. There's something wrong with me. Like just get rid of it. And like the moment you just like, you just share it with someone and you're like, wait, like I'm not weird. Like this is just a part of being a human. Other people feel this way. Other people think this way. And it makes healing a lot easier than when you're just trying to like do it on your own in silence without ever having to tell anyone. Yeah, absolutely. 100, 100% agree with that. And it's, it's a beautiful journey as well. And sometimes it, there'll be things that trigger you and sneak up on you. Do you um, find that experience where you'll just kind of all of a sudden it'll be like, wait a minute, that's a trigger for me. And how do you respond to that when it happens? Oh yeah. And this is like, honestly, what I coach people on is, what to do when these emotional triggers arise, right? Because of course we're walking around the world and we get triggered by like something happening in the grocery store. And now our bodies are like brought us back in time. And so I just kind of go through like a four-step process of like, first of all, recognizing like, okay, I'm triggered right now. Recognizing what emotional state am I being pulled to? Maybe that's victimization, control, fear, anger, shame, frustration, sadness, grief, whatever it may be. So first of all, just like 
recognizing, you know, what's happening right now, because it's so easy to just fall into autopilot and react to it. And you need to have that like moment where it's like, okay, I'm aware of what's happening right now. So once you go through awareness, then you can start to realize where it's coming from. And when you've done so much work on yourself, that realization can be very quick, like in under 15 seconds, I can know what it's triggering from my past. If you haven't done that much work on yourself, like it might be like a little, I don't really know what's going on here, but I know something's going on. So depending on where you are in your journey, on your level of awareness, you know, you can realize where it's coming from. And if you don't know, like, that's okay. You just realize that like, this isn't yours. This doesn't have to be your truth. And then I do some form of like release. So for me, sometimes it's like dancing, just like doing a little bit of breath work, whatever it may be to like release what's popping up. And then think about like a new truth, a new belief that I want to replace it with moving forward. Yeah, that's beautiful. Similar. I have similar uh, modality, you know, with the captivating your thoughts and just really stopping and thinking about what you're receiving and determining whether or not it should become an emotion or if you should just dismiss it. And if it gets past the point where it becomes an emotion, why is it affecting you? Like, is there something deeper that you need to go to something from the past? And I'm a certified aroma freedom practitioner. So with our breath work, we introduce young living essential oils and use certain oils to help speed up that breathing process, but just really focusing on, you know, maybe it's fear or shame or guilt. And then using that to help remove that blocker and process it. And I always tell people, because you had mentioned this earlier, like, you know, it's, you, you realize this memory that you had, that you had suppressed for so many years and it was scary bringing it up. And a lot of people are afraid to do that deep work because they don't want to relive the memories. In my experience, you don't relive the memory, you grieve it and heal from it because you actually acknowledge it. And the first step of healing is to acknowledge it out loud. Like this happened and then go through that process. You know, you have a four step, I have a seven step process where you just kind of dig layers into the deep. And a lot of times what I have found in my own healing journey is that I'll, I've buried, I was master at burying my feelings. And when I uncover one, there's another one there that needs to be processed. And then, but it's such a beautiful journey to be able to go through it and grieve and forgive because we're not really taught that. Like there should be a course in school for people, for kids, especially because when you're going through the hormones and you're going through all the ups and and like, you know, you go into school, especially if you're the new kid and, you know, there's the social groups and the clicks and this and that. And, you know, if you don't get the grades, you got all this pressure coming at you. And, you know, it's almost like you're in this high performance Mm-hmm. And if you could just stop and say, okay, yep, these are the choices that you have to make. But deep down inside, there's a little girl inside of you that says, I'm passionate about this. This is what I really want to do. But then there's, you know, somebody, oh, you, you can't do that. And they suppress that. And then you're like, oh, you know, and it's almost like you kind of feel your yourself go down, like buried a little bit, yeah. you know, and then your true self just kind of keeps getting further and further unless you stand up for yourself and say, you know what? I appreciate what you're saying. However, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to proceed. And as adults, if we can go back and like you said, I loved how you said you wrote a letter to your yourself at that age, mm-hmm. powerful, powerful tool. We do a lot of writing in my coaching program, SOAR, where we're like, we envision ourselves, our future selves, yeah. our past selves, 
such a powerful exercise and, and taking the time to do that, to work with a mentor um, who, who focuses on the mindset. It's so, so powerful. So, and you said something about dancing and I know you have, is it a special form of dancing? I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to pronounce this word. Is it ecstatic? Ecstatic dancing? Yeah. What's that? Ecstatic dancing. I mean, it's just dancing. (laughs) It's just like dancing. (laughs) So you'll like go to like an ecstatic dancing class, but just like experience. I can't think of the word to use an ecstatic dance. Yeah, just you go to an ecstatic dance. Um, there'll be like someone who's leading it, and you know, it's not like they turn on the music and they're like, "Okay, go get it." Um, you know, they kind of they lead you if they're a good facilitator. Um, they lead you into it. So, you know, everyone starts by doing the same sort of movements, and then at some point, it kind of goes into just like a free flowing. And it's like no speaking, and everyone's just kind of like dancing on their own, and it's very just like heart opening and healing and freeing and like you allow yourself to be seen in ways that you may not have in the past and it just yeah it's a beautiful experience wow so it's like a whole routine like a, like dance steps no 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 like the facilitator may be like it's going to be different person to the uh, facilitator to facilitator but once it goes into free flow, like just think about like music playing and everyone's just kind of like free flowing, doing their own thing. You can dance however you want. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. And the expression of the body that way is very freeing. And I know uh, a lot of people feel awkward dancing and body movement. They're not comfortable in their own skin. And a lot of that has to do with something that happened, you know, when they were in their child, somebody mocked them or teased them or, you know, they weren't really sure how to move their body and, and just to be able to have that freedom to be totally comfortable in your own skin. So I, I love that. But tell us about your program. What do you, how do you help? You, you do hypnosis as well. Are you a hip, hypnotherapist? Yes. So I do hypnosis in my program, but primarily it's just, um, you know, like kind of like mindset and life coaching. So it's a 12 week program and I help women who, you know, are just feeling like stuck, lost, overwhelmed, anxious, get to a place where they really just embody this confidence and this ease with life. And they start creating the life that they want, you know, rather than constantly feeling like they're being controlled by everything around them. It's like they step into their power and create the life that they actually want. So it's called limitless. It's a 12 week program. It's like my whole heart. (laughs) It's incredible. Mm -hmm. And yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I'm actually if anyone's interested in November. So I'm a big, I'm like the, the phone police. I'm not the phone police, but I'm like the phone police. And I just think that like the amount that people scroll and the boundaries that they have with themselves and their phones is huge for the level of energy, presence, happiness that people have in life. I think it has huge impacts and it's not something that is necessarily spoken about that much because everyone's doing it. So it's kind of socially Mm -hmm. acceptable. So I'm really passionate about that. And I'm hosting a free challenge, a social media detox challenge in November that I'm so excited about. And I'm like, everyone like come join, no more scrolling. It's going to be right around the holidays, really just about being present with yourself, with the people around you. So yeah, if anyone wants awesome. to come join, 
our challenge, social media detox, you can comment on this post and I will follow up with you or you can DM. Awesome. Yeah, that's fantastic. Definitely. We'll do that and take advantage of that. So thank you so much for sharing your incredible journey. And I love that now you're turning around and helping others with their own mindset to be balanced so that they can truly live for them and not for what the world tells them to do. And for our listeners out there, if you're watching live on Facebook uh, and you'd like to connect with Alexa, send her a friend request, comment below, tag her and she'll reach out to you. And if you're listening to this on uh, your favorite podcast site and you would like to connect with Alexa, check the description for the links to connect with her. And um, if you know someone who would benefit from either her coaching program or source seeking your authentic route to your highest potential, where as a mindset mentor, business strategist, I hope those who are know what their purpose is and are ready to monetize that purpose and live out your passion and make that ripple effect. You can direct message to as friends. Everyone's on a daily healing journey. Like, buy me a coffee. All proceeds go.